Oh, hello, Paul. <laughs> hello, Jeremy. So good to see you. Great reconnecting. Uh, loved hearing just about uh, your personal and professional accomplishments over the past few years since it had been a while. So happy to have you here. I have the pleasure of knowing who you are. Why don't you tell our Oh Hello audience who I'm speaking with right now and who they're listening to? Hello, everyone. My name is Paul Cantonis. I'm the chief marketing officer of Revry, which is an LGBTQ first streaming TV company. Love it. Love it. Paul, you have a, uh, a fantastic experience of, of, of being a marketing leader in many different realms. Would love to hear a little bit more about just your experiences, you know, what, to, what defines you, what has made you who you are today uh, as a, a father, as a professional who has been a chief marketing officer at, at multiple places, who has ran huge teams, small teams, big companies, startups. What defines you? What makes you who you are today? For me, one of the things that absolutely drives me is moments of change. I love moments of change. Opportunities to evolve a business idea, to launch a business idea, to grow a business. Those are the moments that I'm attracted to like a fly to honey. The, <laughs> the already built, sitting there, rinse and repeat type businesses, I, I, I don't get it. But the, the chance to drive something new into a market, ooh, that's exciting. That is exciting. That is exciting. Not nearly as exciting as the fig tree in your backyard in Queens, but quite exciting. I hear you on that. Uh, it, it's nice to be able to invent uh, and, and make change for sure. How would you characterize just this, the overall skill set that you're going to be able to share with the Oh Hello community? From a, you know, I don't, I don't think, always think of it as a straight up skill set. It's more a mentality of destination planning. It's starting with where do we need to end up? Okay, how do we get there? It's, it's one of the reasons why I think the CMO role has been so challenged in the last 15 years, I would say. It has the shortest tenure in the C-suite, primarily because it lost touch with the destination. It lost touch with the destination being a monetary goal, sales. and what I like to do in every situation I'm in is work backwards from where do we need to be in sales? Okay, well, how many customers is that? Or how many products do we have to sell? Oh, rent, uh, new uh, or trial customers, right? Repeat or, or trial. Okay, what does that bring us back to? Locations, work backwards, work backwards. Then you can start to build your marketing plan because you know where you're going to end up. And so what I look to do for every business I'm involved in, whether helping coming into Digiday as CMO or launching my own web video studio or CMO of Husay and then became um, CMO of Icom Ad Solutions. It was always about what's the destination, how are we going to get there, and primarily how is marketing going to get us there. I love that. I love that it's the journey, and that's what you and I were talking about in our, in our, in our prep call and our catch-up, was just how, how so many people overlook the journey of getting to the, it's not necessarily the getting to that end result. It's what did you do to accomplish it? How did you change? What were the effects? And we were talking about from not to get too personal, but just 
someone that you know within your network who uh, is, is, a, is a peer of yours, but in a different industry, who had hit a point where they had spent 30 years professionally unhappy. And when you are able to spend time and have creating that journey and asking those questions and having those goals, it makes it a lot more fun. And so I would, I would think by you going to a lot of these different companies, wearing the chief marketing officer cape and coming in to uh, call it cape and an apron to be the chef and to have it ultimately get to that end result of that, you know, great fig pie, whatever it might be. I like that. A few, very few other people have, have gone down that route. What excites you about mentorship? When you think about just being a mentor to so many people within marketing, within entertainment, within content, what, what gets you excited about it? So anytime I get to work or be introduced to a new company with regards to marketing, it always is a new set of ingredients. If you want us to go back to that apron, it's a new set of inputs, right? Having been in education and publishing and tech and um, now in, in media, right? TV, being a TV company, the underlying principles, what I call the transferable skills are always the same. The process is the same. The machine that underlies the work is exactly the same, but the inputs and the ingredients change. And so anytime I'm exposed to hearing about a new business, understand, getting to understand a new business, I'm like, ah, okay, that's that, that's that, that's that, that's an important detail, that's an important detail. And then building that picture in my mind is awesome. I, I love it because then I start seeing new, cool, fun, exciting things. So there is that little bit of a rush with getting all the new ingredients, like uh, being um, at the Iron Chef and opening <laughs> up what your ingredients are and go, ooh, this is what we have to work with. What are we going to make? That's, that's fun. I love the Iron Chef analogy. When looking back, becoming an Iron Chef, what would you tell your younger self? What would you tell, what would you tell those watching that are midway through their career, whether they're 25, 35, 45, whatever, however old they are, it doesn't matter, but just things that just advice or recommendations, if you could look back and say, damn it, Paul, you could have, should have done this or to those just, Hey, here are things I didn't think about that could be helpful nowadays. So when I was younger, I, uh, 20, I guess five, 26, I got to an agency called um, Bess and Tully and Lee and helped turn them into BTL design was their rebrand. And I pushed hard for me to be the CMO. I was 26. <laughs> I had no right whatsoever to be pushing for that role. Yet I pushed for it to get it because I was in a rush to stop doing what most people would call the dirty work, the grunt work. I was in a rush to just lead. I wanted to be the, the guy in charge, the front of the boat. We're going there. We're going to go there. I wanted to be there. Mostly because I never liked everyone else's leadership. So I always just wanted to be the leader. But the importance and every step of that journey for me of actually doing the work has enabled me to come into different positions and not be afraid of doing the work. And the ability, my ability to get my hands dirty yeah. at the ground level and fight that ground war alongside my marketers enables me then to have a better understanding of what are the challenges, the opportunities, the threats, our weaknesses, 
our strengths. It gives me a much better sense of that and a sense of how to help my teams do even better. Because like a conductor, I've learned every instrument in the orchestra. I'm not great at them all. I stink at most of them, but I know what it takes to get it done. And I, I would say along the way, do not rush to get away from doing the, the groundwork. Do it, learn it, understand it before you move on. Do it, learn it, understand it before you move on. Going back to the Iron Chef analogy that we we're using, grow the, go and plant the seeds, grow the seeds, uh, pull them out of the garden, go to the grocery shop, go to the butcher, learn where all, you know, where you're sourcing all of the, the yeah. ingredients from, learn how to uh, knife preparation, water temperature, everything that comes with just don't be too good for any kind of role. I love that. I, I really appreciate that. Who are some of the top mentors that have had a profound impact uh, on you? Who's made an impact? Yeah, so probably my first most impactful uh, mentor was one of the founders of that agency, Bess and Tully and Lee, uh, David Lee. He's since passed on. And he was he had two partners, uh, Mal Besson and Joe Tully. And all three of them were just so different from each other. Yeah, David was able to sit in the middle and, and get the most out of both of his partners. And he was always kind of somebody who was counseling me to take a breather, relax, soak it in, even though I did it. I fought. Yeah, I was just going to say, I, did I you? Want, no. No, no, I didn't want to. But in hindsight, I look at it and go, ah, um, that was the first one. And then more recently was um i i coach soccer as well as run a soccer club and um the prior club i got to be at blauai scotchy um had a a director a technical director there by the name of paul mcglynn his son now plays uh philadelphia union jack mcglynn he's fantastic and paul was such an incredible mentor on how to coach how to how to um, break down the game into practices and how to make those practices relate to the players to then relate to the game. And I've used soccer as a, a guide for how I build my marketing teams. I've used it for how I approach campaigns, approach a bigger strategy. I actually use a lot from what I learned in, on the soccer field to how I approach business. So two different styles, right? Uh, one who I got along great with David and, and one who gave me shit all the time, Paul, and was always on my case and, and never liked anything I did, but it pushed me to learn. And, you know, those two, those two have been my, uh, hallmark mentors. Thank you for sharing that. Would love to hear about a cause that's near and dear to you. As you know, as a hello, as a mentor on the platform, you're going to be able to donate uh, some of your proceeds to just about 50 different charities. What's a cause that's near and dear to you? Well, at, at Reverie, being an LGBTQ first network, we are really focused on the importance of representation in media and what does it mean to people to see themselves, to see people like them uh, projected and, and portrayed in an authentic an inspiring way in a lot of cases. Mm -hmm. And so what I find I'm, I'm 
inject purpose into our marketing as defined as inspiring exploration of these authentic voices from the LGBTQ community for the social and economic benefit of the community. And so I'm doing it by being hands-on and anytime, you know, we can get involved in an organization and support them. And most recently I've been working with a, a soccer organization uh, out of New York called New York Ramblers which is the, uh, it's a nonprofit. It's the oldest um, uh, gay men's soccer league cool. that uh, exists. It's out of New York. And, and um, that's who uh, we've been supporting. We sponsor jerseys and, oh, that's awesome. and, and giving them as much support as we possibly can. I love that. That's great. That's great. Any other parting words of wisdom or advice that you want to give to the Oh Hello community? Innovation and change are your friends. Uh, don't be afraid of them. Get into every platform, get your hands into everything, see what it's all about. But at the same time, understand most of it can be emperor's new clothes or something not much different than you already have. It's just the, 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 the flavor, the current flavor, the principles remain the same. The platform may change, the look and feel may change, but the underlying strategy does not. So do not, you know, jump into everything new, go for it have fun with it, but don't forget your core marketing principles. Amazing. Paul, thank you very much for coming on the Oh Hello pod. Thank you to our listeners. Thank you for yeah. viewing. Take care of my friend. Good grief. <laughs> thank you, Paul. See ya. How oh, was that good? <laughs>